0: You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to a new episode of the Rua Space Podcast with Phil.
1: And Erin, and we're so glad to have you here with us today where we explore how to make space for the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. And we have been, for the month of November, doing a study on gratitude. So every week in our usual Bible study release day, which is Friday, we've been releasing some new angle or aspect to gratitude. And today is our final installment in that series before we begin our Advent series, which starts next week. And we're very excited. We will tell you more about that at the end. But today, our final episode on gratitude.
0: So we've looked at it from the perspective of being an intentional practice, not just an emotion, which we'll probably touch on a little bit again today. We've looked at it. um,
1: In terms of how to express and practice gratitude in times of grief or difficulty.
0: And then I did a meditation, which was released two days before this one. So it should be the episode right before this one about sort of giving thanks to the people in our life that have got us to where we are and to God. Mm. And so that was kind of a reflective, prayerful, silent thing. And we want to do just kind of a short reflection today, looking at gratitude um, kind of as the foundation of all of life. So it's interesting because in the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, it says this, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him." So gratitude is mentioned there multiple times, in sort of the context of a whole life verse, right? Mm. Talking about how whatever you do, whether word indeed, deed, do it in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God. So saying whatever you do, do it with a heart of gratitude mm. toward God.
1: We see that same perspective reflected in other writings of Paul, where he talks about how he rejoices and gives thanks in all things. And so that's clearly a foundational part of how Paul oriented himself in the midst of his ministry which certainly was not all uh, roses and daydreams or whatever happy things. Um you know there were some really <laughs> tough aspects of Paul's ministry.
0: If my voice wasn't hurting I would do my imitation of the skies of blue red roses you know what a wonderful <laughs> world. But my voice can't do it today. I'll do it for you guys at Real Space another time. Oh gosh. <laughs> but no but there's a sense of that it, there's days where we feel like it's a wonderful world and things are good. And there's days when things honestly are just not good. And as Christians, we don't have to... I mean, we talk about this all the time. We don't have to like sugarcoat that, right? Mm-hmm. And just feel okay. Yet, there still is this command, this invitation to give thanks in all things, and all circumstances, no matter what. And right. so again, for me, this just severs it from the idea that gratitude is going to be an emotion. What gratitude is is a realization of reality, mm. if that makes sense. It's about our
1: perspective, really. Right. Right? We found when we lived in Africa for a time, they we lived amongst amidst people who had so much poverty and so much lack. They really didn't have much material wealth. And when we returned home, I remember... We, we had this tiny little apartment in Seattle, Washington. And we're talking like a little tiny one bedroom apartment, but the rent was all the money we could afford. It had so a pretty we,
0: killer view though. It did
1: have a really awesome view. And um, you know, we shared the bathroom with our cat's litter box. And you just, it just, <laughs> you know, it was just all kinds of special. And there were some evenings where we would sit there and it was easy for woe is me to set in because you'd have gone to someone else's house and it's this beautiful place and we're like oh we live in a little shoebox and <laughs> on the hill you know or or you would see friends on Facebook who were posting where they are in their journey and it seemed so exciting and we felt like we were still in the grind trying to make things happen and I remember distinctly so many times that we would sit there. And partway through us kind of being like, oh, man, I wish, or oh, look at, or oh, man. And we're comparing one or the other of us would inevitably return to, hey, but look at where we are now. Like, if our friends who were living with us in Africa and serving with us there could see what we had now, would they not rejoice for us at how much God has provided in this time of learning and seminary and And it it was just this perspective switch that helped us cultivate more gratitude because I think that comparison is something we're taught to do. And that's how we all end up running the rat race, right? Keeping up with the Joneses. There's that that drive to compare yourself to the people above you. And sometimes, oftentimes, I think to pause and reflect at what you do have and that God has given you... So much to start with,
0: and that isn't to even say that things are okay as long as you're above someone else either. Oh no, but, sorry, I did not mean that right, to come across that But that, that way. perspective, I think, I think for us in Africa, they taught us what gratitude looked like mm-hmm. in the midst of difficulty. Oh, and absolutely. I mean, like I, you know, we've been through a lot, especially in my career. Some things that have happened that we didn't feel were very right, and it's hard in that time to feel grateful for the position you're in because you just feel like I'm putting all this in. Is it worth it? People aren't getting it, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And Or it could have been our losses that we've had or whatever it is. But what I think scripture is getting at here is the idea, and, and I know you were kind of getting at this as well, is that gratitude can still be underneath it all if we start from the premise that everything is a gift that we didn't earn. Right. And that was the fear that God had. Not I guess God doesn't fear anything, but sort of the concern the writers had is that when Israel was in the wilderness they were concerned when we get to the promised land and things are good we're gonna forget that God gave it all to us we're going to think this is now about us right Mm. and so they wanted the people to constantly be grateful for whatever God was giving them so that that was the basis no matter what happened and so when we can start and say God, you are the one who gives life. You are the one who blesses every day. That helps us no matter what's kind of going on. Well, and really, when you're talking about the Israelites, when you go back
1: and look at those stories, how profound is it that when they are being grateful to God and remembering where their salvation has come from out of the land of Egypt, then You know, you see the manna come down. You see that they're provided for. You see that they are led visibly by God in the pillar of fire and the pillar of smoke. And then there's those times where they start comparing themselves to the other people and they get that woe is me syndrome. And that's when they start complaining and they end up making an idol of a calf out of gold or they end up turning aside. A <laughs> or they
0: want a king.
1: Or they want a king, right? Um, so so you do see it seems very clear when you when you start mentioning it that I think many of those times that we see the Israelites go astray, it's starting at this initial source of dissatisfaction that somebody else has something they wish they had. When really, we can see so clearly now, as you know, looking back, that hindsight rearview mirror, we can see so clearly they had God's presence with them. They were led daily by God. They were provided. Their needs were met daily by God. He had given them a system and an orientation and a way to live that would provide for them. I mean, they say a lot of the Old Testament laws were for their health they were for safety they were they were setting them apart but in this really positive way and we see that and we go well how could they be so blind to that how could they turn aside from god and yet it's it's because when they stopped focusing on what gifts god had given them and they started focusing on who around me has what i think might be better yeah that's where that root of um What's the word I'm looking for? that's that's where the root of the problem came from.
0: Yeah, well, if you forget that everything is a gift from God, or you start to believe that it's all been on you, or you start to sort of believe that God isn't on your side, mm. right? Mm. That can be a hard thing. And so that's why gratitude has a spiritual discipline component because there's the invitation to say, we have to form the eyes to see, the ears to hear, the memory to remember because that helps us with our hope going forward that helps us stay in our faith right and so I think our invitation then in this is gratitude is really a foundation of so much that we do it keeps us humble because we recognize it's not about us it keeps us open to helping others because we realize that we're not really in an economy of scarcity we're in Mm -hmm. God's new kingdom economy We start to realize and remember that God is on our side and is with us even when things are difficult, but we're not going to always feel it. So we practice it in all circumstances. That's where we sort of force ourselves to say, I'm starting to feel like... I don't have what they have, which is probably why one of the Ten Commandments was about coveting, right? Because when you start to say, well, I don't have what they have, right? We start to lose that foundation. We start to lose those eyes. We start to lose those ears. And so really the invitation of gratitude is to say we have to intentionally return to gratitude when something difficult is happening, mm-hmm. when we feel like we're missing out, right? When we're having FOMO, right? Fear of missing <laughs> out. When we feel that we're less than or we've gotten less than.
1: Or when we're feeling like we're on top of the world and we're finally getting the attention right. we deserve. On both sides or the, of it. Or the gifting that we've always desired. Right. I think either way, no matter where you are, that, that foundational focus, that everything is a gift from God, God is the provider of all, and we are to do nothing other than express gratitude for God, even if the gratitude you can think of right now is just, God, I'm grateful you're God.
0: Yeah. My, it doesn't even alive, have to. It right? doesn't have
1: to be material. We're still breathing. Right. <laughs> Gratitude doesn't have to be for material things, no. which is what I think we oftentimes can make it about. Um, it can be about your relationships that you've been given. It can be about the season. It can be about the nature and the creation and what you see revealed in that that teaches you about God.
0: Right. Because when we think we're missing some of those other things, the truth is the deepest desire of our heart is to be with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and to reflect that Mm. nature, um, and to be in that relationship. And that never goes away, right? That's why Paul says nothing can separate us from the love of God. It's always there. I mean, this is why Psalm 136, this is an amazing Psalm you should read. It just starts saying, his love endures forever, and then it'll say a new line. His love endures forever, a new line. His love, it just repeats it over and over and over. And so that to me returns us to gratitude. That returns us to that base to say, God I am grateful for and this is why again I think it's just completely severed from emotion this it's a daily practice right. where we form the habit right I mean that's so much what the spiritual disciplines are about is forming right. a habit so that it becomes second nature because in the midst of the difficulty should you try and start practicing sure but that's gonna be a lot harder but if every day we have a practice of gratitude of writing down a journal of making a note to someone of having prayers of gratitude to god that forms in us the habit to say whatever's happening whether i'm high or low this is paul right whether i'm in a good position or bad position have a lot or have little you know people are on my side people are against me i've learned to be content in all circumstances because christ gives him strength that returns to recognizing his position into relationship Mm -hmm. with God. And so I guess our invitation again for you is to practice gratitude daily. Whatever that looks like, make it a physical practice of writing something down, of saying something out loud, of approaching a person, of approaching God in prayer. However, you can daily cultivate gratitude so that it's indwelt in you, that it keeps you humble, it keeps you remembering what God has done. And then whatever happens, you can follow Paul's invitation to give thanks to God through Jesus Christ no matter what is happening. So brothers and sisters, during this season of gratitude, uh, may you grow in your gratitude. Whatever your story might be, whatever your history, whatever your current relationship with God and with others, may you explore that and may you find the places where you can be grateful to God and grateful to others. And by doing so, discover the life God has for you here, now, today.
1: Now coming up next are... Bible study that will start for Advent is going to focus on the life and times surrounding the coming of the Christ child. So we'll be diving into the political, the economic, the religious background of those times and we can't wait to see you there. We hope you'll join us because it's going to give you a lot of background information that'll hopefully get you really excited about the coming of our Lord and Savior at Christmas time. So we hope to see you there. Grace and peace.